0: Hi, this is Dr. Ziegenbein, your favorite rheumatologist and fibromyalgia expert coach. Fibromyalgia has the capacity to rule and even ruin your life. I am here to show you how to stand up to it, how to be your fibromyalgia boss once and for all. Hello, friends. How are you doing? I'm coming to you today to re record. This 35th episode, where I talk about self compassion in our journey on the reduction in pain. And as I said, I had to, or I decided to re record it because I felt so overwhelmed by the responsibility of this episode that I wanted to make it perfect. And we know perfection is not. The best way to approach things. But basically, I felt self-compassion topic was so important. I wanted to do it the best I could. And after recording the episode once and already receiving it back from my editor, I realized I had new circumstance to talk about. So I am re-recording episode on self-compassion. So why are we talking about self-compassion or why am I talking about self-compassion in pain reduction? The basis for why we need compassion for ourselves and others in our lives is some form of suffering. Suffering arises as a result of just daily life and it can be also self-inflicted. Some examples of just daily life includes getting old, getting sick, so basically or a loss of someone who was sick. So it means facing mortality. Self-inflicted suffering arises when we are too harsh on ourselves, when we judge ourselves too harshly for something we did. It can arise from our interactions with others and feeling hurt or rejected or judged. And all of this is life, and it inevitably brings along suffering. And perception of suffering creates the sense of threat in our primitive subconscious brain. And you know what that means. Any type of danger or threat can create a trigger for activation of the stress response or activation of the sympathetic nervous system response. And that can trigger a host of symptoms, multiple symptoms, including pain. So that is why talking about self-compassion means talking about pain reduction. So, here is my circumstance. I recently went to a conference just a few days ago, actually. It was a Sunday when I traveled. And as we woke up with my son, he said that he had a sore throat. And I was uh, a little concerned, but I said, well, it's still early. This was like at four or five o'clock in the morning. I said, why don't we just play it by ear? Uh, He did not have fever. I was supposed to drop him off at his babysitter, uh, who was going to be with him for the duration of my conference, which was two nights, two and a half days. And I checked his temperature; he was he had normal temperature, and then he went back to sleep. And when he woke up around seven, he said he was feeling better. So I was already packed, and I proceeded with my plans to go ahead with traveling to conference. I dropped him off at the babysitter, and I went to the airport and travel to my conference, and I had a great time. This was Sunday, so it was just travel. Monday, I had a great time at a conference. And Tuesday, I checked in with my babysitter and my son. He was a little quiet in the morning, and I thought he was just missing me. So I went to the lectures, and I received a phone call around 9, 9.30, and I missed that. I didn't take it. I was in a lecture, but then I listened to the message. They were calling me from his day camp, that he was not himself, he was quiet, not playing with other kids, and then he had fever. So immediately I panicked a little bit, but to tell the long story short, my babysitter's mom, my friend, she got him out of the day camp and she sent me a message back that he was fine, he was acting fine, he just was not fully himself, she was not worried, but by that time, I had already a whole range of scenarios in my head. I left the conference. I was in the middle of arranging a sooner flight. I was supposed to travel that day at six o'clock in the evening. This is now 10.30 or so in the morning. And I said "I, I said to myself, I need to get back ASAP. He's sick. It's my fault. And I should mention to you, I did test on my son on a Sunday morning when he woke up and said he had a sore throat. I did a home test COVID test. And it was negative. That was one of the reasons I felt comfortable leaving. I thought he that it was not really a serious illness. So as I was heading to the airport, I had a whole range of emotions flooding me, including why did I leave on Sunday? Even though the test was negative, I should have stayed. What kind of a mom am I that I preferred conference to staying with my son? So this was happening in my head. And I was feeling pretty miserable. You can imagine if you're a mom and you get the guilt feelings that you left your son or child with somebody else when he could have been sick. And this is where I stopped myself. And I decided to change the flow of my thoughts. And that's what I was going to talk to you about. And I have to admit, it did help that my girlfriend who picked him up from day camp did say, that he was acting fine, he was just a little tired, and he didn't look too seriously ill. So it did help for me to know that he was with my girlfriend, he was okay, and that he was going to be taken care of until I got back home. And in addition, my boyfriend was going to arrive to our apartment sooner than he planned so that he can be with him. If I had continued in my flow of thoughts of how terrible of a mother I was, I would have just made myself feel miserable. So instead of what I did, I allowed the feeling to come and I realized I do feel bad that I'm not with him when he's sick. I'm a mom. He's my son. He's five. However, at the same time, I... Was treating myself. I decided to treat myself kindly, and I talked to myself in a different way. I told myself, "Yes, he said he had a sore throat, but then he said he was feeling better. He did not have fever. He was visibly looking forward to see his babysitter. He was acting normally." And I did the best I could with the information I had at the time. Could have I chosen to stay home? Yes, but I chose to go ahead. I trusted my decision at the time and he was acting normally. So why would I beat myself up for not staying home when he was in good hands and he was really doing well? This was Sunday morning when I dropped him off and he was fine the whole Sunday, the whole Monday. And Tuesday morning was when he started acting differently. He was quiet, slower, and he told my babysitter he didn't sleep well. So When talking about self-compassion, I like the work of Dr. Kristin Neff, who wrote a book about self-compassion. She also has a TED Talk about it. I do strongly recommend you check both of these out. She identifies self-compassion as a way of relating to ourselves kindly, embracing ourselves as we are with flaws and all. So again, she defines self-compassion as a way of relating to ourselves kindly, embracing ourselves as we are with flaws and all. It's the opposite of judging ourselves harshly. Self-compassion has three core components. They include, number one, mindfulness or acknowledging and being with what is in the present moment, acknowledging our feelings, validating and turning toward and accept that we are going through a difficult time without judgment. Second component is realizing a component of human common humanity, realizing that other people have gone through what we are going or are going through the same thing at the same time. Being human means being imperfect and being imperfect and flawed is the shared human experience. And the third component is treating ourselves with kindness versus harsh self-judgment. I give an example of myself judging myself harshly initially for leaving my son when he could have been sick, when he said he had a sore throat and I left for a conference. There are so many other examples when we judge ourselves too harshly and I do struggle with it very much so, I admit to give you some other examples I do get reactive and I sometimes speak too fast before I think and I judge myself so harshly for what I say to others that might hurt them or insult them I judge myself very severely for that and this negative self-talk is not helping things instead it's more positive to recognize what I did wrong acknowledge I'm a flawed human and think about how I can make it better next time. I would like to mention the scientific basis for why self-compassion is so important. Humans are programmed to respond to warmth, soft touch, and gentle vocalization. We can see it from the moment a baby is born, the way it bonds with the mother, the way we talk to our babies when they're born, the way we bond with them. That's all part of the warm way we relate to others. Self-compassion in the same way decreases cortisol level and increases oxytocin level endorphins. And that creates feelings of warmth and feelings of well-being. Overall, self-compassion increases the likelihood of achieving optimal state of mind and basically optimal state of mind to do our best. Overall, self compassion is very strongly related to mental well being, decreased depression, increased motivation, increased happiness, and just life satisfaction. If we recognize that we as human beings are worthy of love in the moment, we can be a good friend to ourselves and decrease suffering. And that, my friends, is the message I wanted to give you today. I would like to invite you to think about a situation when you were recognizing or aware of negative self-talk, of judging yourself too harshly for whatever you might've done or said. And I would like to invite you to sit with and acknowledge and accept these feelings and emotions and think about how you're not alone in this situation and how if you accept yourself with everything the way you are, how you might increase and improve your well-being, and how it may lead to different outcomes in the future. And you might notice that you're more relaxed, that your muscles are less tense. And just maybe, just maybe down the road, you may notice that self-compassion leads to feeling better overall about your life, in your life, and It might just be connected to decreasing your pain. I will connect with you next week again. If you love this episode, please share with someone who can benefit from it too. I'm also available on Facebook. Uh, My personal page is Martina Lenartova, L-E-N-A-R-T-O-V-A. And my business page has name Martina Ziegenbein Coaching, Z-I-E-G-E-N-B-E-I-N. As always, I appreciate lovely reviews or any questions, concerns, or suggestions, I'm here for it. My website is www.winning@fibromyalgia.com.